Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Book Report with Rach and Allie. I am Allie. And I'm Rach. We're glad you're back. You're, you're for here again. Episode two. I know. Episode two. We are ready. We are really changing the genre up for I this hope round. If you listened to the first episode and you heard the book that we, that Allie chose for episode two, I hope you didn't just dismiss us if that's not your thing. We have mm. transitioned many a reader to fantasy books. It probably started more with a higher spice level than the book we're about yes. to read or talk about today, but oh, it's so good. Yeah, this book is a good one. Okay, so we're going to get, let's just jump right in. Okay. We're going to jump right in. This, I loved the last book we read, had some opinions, some thoughts, wanted to take a full 180 and go back to fantasy. And we are doing Bridget Kimmerer's A Curse So Dark and Lonely. So this is the Curse Breaker trilogy, which means you have lots of time to get to know this series and us talking about this series. So we're going to have three episodes. Yeah. We'll release them probably all at the same time. I guess we haven't really decided on that yet. No, we're flying by the seat of our pants Yeah, with this. I have to read the third book still. Yeah. And I have to catch back up. I read these a while back. Last summer. Right. Yeah, last summer I read them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading a very spicy fantasy novel at the time, and I feel yes. like Allie was a little jealous. <laughs> this is like spice level half a pepper. It's not <laughs> even I don't even, even like, know if there's a half a pepper. It's like, not spicy. Romantic. Or like I would not classify this as... Teenage romance. Yeah, this isn't... But in college. Smut. And yeah... But it's delightful. I, I held it against it before I read it, and <laughs> I hate that about myself. Rachel's here for the, the yeah. smut. Yeah, so last summer, when there was a, a valley in the, the plague we were all enduring, and it felt like it was maybe going to come to an end, which we all know now, hindsight, did not. But we <laughs> thought it was going to. We took a trip. And during this bachelorette party trip of a very good friend of ours, we were all reading some form of fantasy fairy. I don't even know what you call this. We're really, I'm glad we're doing a podcast about this. And I'm like, I don't know the genre. You think it's like young adult? Yeah, this one I, yeah, this one I would say is, is solid. I would say this is YA. Yeah. Okay. Fantasy, so A Curse of Dark and Lonely, this is what I was reading on our, our trip last summer that kind of took us down this path of falling into just devouring books. every book we could get our hands on, particularly a lot of like Fantasy the books. famed yeah. book talk book series <laughs> of Akatar. That was my gateway drug. Yeah. Curse of Dark and Lonely, I'll give you, actually I'm going to start by telling you about the cocktail that mm-hmm. we are drinking tonight. So every episode, we will be drinking a themed cocktail that goes along with the book series. We will try to get you the recipe somehow. So this cocktail that I've made tonight is the dark and lonely instead of a dark and stormy. (laughs) cheeky. We've got some rum, some ginger beer, some lime juice, muddled some blackberries, and then I actually added in a little bit of wild violet syrup mm, that I mm. 
hand foraged from our neighbor's backyard. Nothing says fresh out of quarantine like learning how to make wild violet syrup. <laughs> Spice exactly. up your Monday. That's a little bit of that in there. So yeah, cheers to Dark and Lonely's Curse of Dark and Lonely. All right. So Curse of, A Curse of Dark and Lonely is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. If you do not like retellings, don't let that scare you away from this series. It is delightful. I like retellings. I don't think it diminishes the creativity of the book. So I'm a fan, but I would say don't let that deter you. I, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you have not read it because we're going to like spoil everything and mm-hmm. tell you every detail. But if you haven't, go read it. Don't let that frighten you. It's a Quick. retelling. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So I, that didn't deter me at all. I, I honestly wasn't as interested to read it because it wasn't spicy. Mm. I'm a gross human being, but I was getting my hair done at mm. Dry Bar, which was a little treat for myself. And what was playing on the television as oh, I was getting my hair blown out was stop. the new Beauty and the Beast. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? It's de- It was destiny. actually, like, pretty helpful. Yeah. Because I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. I never had seen the the newer live-action version. So all I remember about Beauty and the Beast was just the wonderful Disney version. But yeah. I haven't seen that in, God, like a decade and a half. Oh, I liked the live-action version. Um, I'm going to watch it. It's good. It's it, good. It looked really good. So this – let me give you the, the summary that I copied a lot of, but – Cursed by a powerful enchantress to repeat the autumn of his 18th year, Prince Wren, the heir of Emberfall, thought he could be saved easily if a girl fell for him. But that was before he turned into a vicious beast, hell-bent on destruction. I definitely copied this. Before he destroyed his castle, his family, and every last shred of hope. So that's the first character. You've got Prince Wren of Emberfall. I always want to say Emberfell. Emberfall. I did too. Oh, God. Maybe I wrote that wrong. Emberfall. I think that's right. Then we have our other character, Harper. So nothing's been easy for Harper. Her father's long gone. Her mother's dying. Her brother is constantly underestimating her because of her cerebral palsy. Harper learned to be tough enough to survive. She is on the streets of Washington, D.C. and then is pulled into a magical world. So... What I love is there's the real world, our world, Mm. and there's the magic world. I think that's always a pretty fun one. She gets kind of sucked into Emberfall. Basically, this other character who is mm, 10 out of 10. I love him so much, Gray. He's kind of the right-hand man of Prince Wren. He has to go every whenever uh, the season or whenever the season it's like begins. autumn but seasons don't really mean like yeah the, what they mean yeah that's true in reality but he has to go like find a girl from our world and bring her back to emberfall to try to get her to fall in love with the prince i will go ahead and say that's the only thing i didn't like about that story is kidnapping oh. not a great vibe but he ends up accidentally kidnapping harper bringing her back at this point prince wren has been through several of these seasons where he is turned into a vicious beast 
And he just goes on a rampage, eating people left and right as whatever beast he's transformed into for the season. If a girl does not fall in love with him, that's what happens. He goes beast mode. Not in a good way. So Harper is brought in, and she is a great character. Is there anything else? Is that a good summary? It's like a preface. It is is Emberfall. Emberfall. I have an opposing view. Mm. I mean, before we start at odds with one another, I, like, loved this book. I really, really did love it. I didn't love having our world Mm. inner twined with a fantasy world and I think it was just the language oh the language felt she's talking weird yeah in a fantasy world Mm -hmm. I don't know that I realized it much with Harper I did a few times but I felt like when Jake not to like spoil the ending but when Jake comes that's Harper's brother Mm -hmm. I feel like he was the the biggest I don't know, disruption and like the yeah. world's combining. I I didn't like how they both spoke a different tongue, if you will. But it is a little a Chronicles English. of Narnia. It does mm-hmm. feel a little like Line Witch Wardrobe, yeah. where they. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So let's. Should we jump into what we liked, what we didn't yeah. like, or do we need yeah. to add any more to the summary? No, I there's a like- lot more characters. Hopefully, you've read it. There's an evil enchantress. So I actually didn't remember there being an enchantress from the original Beauty and the Beast. And my husband was, we were talking about the story and he's, no, there, there was, it was the very beginning of the the movie. Lady, I'm picturing the old witch from Snow White. That's the same. So he said it's in, I haven't gone back to fact check him, but he's the smartest person I know. So I'm just (laughs) believe everything he says is fact. But it was in a stained glass storytelling as the story began. So they told the story of the beast and the enchantress. But we both remembered her looking very much. Got it. Exactly who you're picturing. Got it. Like a long cape and like white hair holding an apple. But Mm -hmm. I think it was a rose in the Disney movie. And then it goes right into seeing Belle. Yeah. The enchantress in this book is not an old hag. No, she's like a babe. She's a babe. Her name's Lilith. I always, because of Lilith Fair, I thought she was like a heroine of femininity, oh. but I wonder if it has like a witch. We could get into all of this. I'm just going to say go on TikTok and look up Lilith okay. mythology. Uh-huh. Super interesting. Does she ruin it, or does she, is that just like a caricature of who like a witch is? is no, I don't. Lilith. I actually don't think the m- mythology behind the actual Lilith. I keep saying actual, homework. but you know what? Yeah. It, is, it has anything to do with her being named Lilith in this. I mean, okay. I don't know. But any, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Everything I'm talking about is just. Have you seen Sabrina? The new Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I watched a couple episodes, but I haven't seen it. It's very any. scary. I'd like to torture myself. And I watched <laughs> the whole thing. But she's, she, yeah, the witch in that, that is not a good character. Her name's Lilith, too. Yeah. No, this... It's a bummer. I've been obsessively listening to this podcast called Old Gods of Appalachia, which I highly recommend. Ooh. And there's a witch in that that is likable, speaking of mm. scary things, obsessed with. How long is each episode? I don't know. It's these... Each season is, is diff- like a storyline. Uh, and I binge it. Is I it will, fiction? Yeah. 
yes, but it's terrifying. I'm a little scared walking around our neighborhood at night. I don't think you've ever told me about this. It's so good. It's very scary. I'm not even, it's very, very scary. Well, I like to torture myself. It's it's more, it's gory. You're, it's gory. I, this is such a sidetrack, but I was walking around the neighborhood with my husband at night and there's this little patch of woods. It's tiny around a drainage ditch between my house and and Mm -hmm. Rachel's house. And we heard this creepy noise. I had been listening to so much of Old Gods of Appalachia. I envisioned a witch and a demon bear, which is a character in this series. And I took off running to the stop sign where there was a clearing. Josh was just, you know, meandering. And just, that was scary and just doesn't think about it too much. I like was the, terrified. The odds of it being what you thought it was were... A demon bear is a zero. That, no, no, that's a zero. <laughs> or a witch. Could have been like, absolutely anything else. <laughs> I didn't think coyote. I didn't think... No. I thought a demon bear and a witch. And I picture the witch from Old Gods of Appalachia in the first season. I picture the same character as in this uh, series, Lilith. You get... Okay, you get into the series more. You learn more about, like, why Lilith is doing what she's doing, why she put the curse. Lilith is the enchantress who puts the curse on Ren. You learn a little bit more and you're kind of, I mean, I'm I'm just, yeah. Do you want to go into her? So Lilith is part of a, we're still in summary mode. Let's just keep a population called the mage smiths. I think mage. Sure. I think it's called the mage smiths and they're magical people that were thrown out of the land that they were living in, and Emberfall brought them in. So the mm-hmm. king of Emberfall, which wasn't Ren, it was his father, brought them into his land. A grandfather? Grandfather or father? I thought it was his. It's one or the other, yeah. Okay. Brought him the mage smith. Brought them in, and the mage smiths lived within Emberfall mm-hmm. until one of them tricked the king, and he had them all killed. Yeah. He basically committed genocide against yeah. the this like whole people enchantress group because, people mm-hmm. group. But the way enchantresses work in this world is for everyone you kill, their magic and their power just gets dispersed into whoever's left. So you end up having one enchantress left who is all powerful. Any descendant of this group of people ends up with all of the power of all of their ancestors, which is super interesting. It's why Lilith has so much power and so why girl. she is so mad. Which get it, girl. Mm-hmm. I understand. Maybe don't curse a whole kingdom, but I get it. So, yeah, she's the one who's cursed Rin. I mean, she's evil. She's doing some bad things. But, yeah, so that's the that's Lilith. That's another character probably before we get into what we like and what we don't like that we, you should know. But Harper, Rin, Grey, Lilith, those are kind of the main four in this first book. There, there are other characters who are really great, too. But let's go into what we liked and didn't like. Okay. Really only had one thing I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Kidnapping is, you know, yeah. not good. Non-consensual. Uh, <laughs> there's that. that too. <laughs> Those vibes. I love being kidnapped when I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just went into a whole thing about liking smut and then said that. <laughs> no, can't, can't deal with that sentence. Okay, I'm learning a lot about rage tonight. <laughs> uh, I thought I knew everything there was to know. Okay, 
like I said, love a good retelling. In an interview, so I watched a lot of interviews with the author. The author did say she always, that where this came about was she always wondered about the kingdom. So in Beauty and the Beast, when she's watching it, reading the story, she always wondered about the kingdom and other members of the royal family. And that's how this was written. And I think that's Ooh, so fun. Yeah. That she, it wasn't just, I want to retell this story. It was, I want to retell this from this different perspective that I've always just wondered mm-hmm. about. That's super fun. Especially these stories we all grew up with as kids. Yeah. We all have these tangents we want to go down. I just think it's really interesting. Fun, easy, delightful read. If you are ever at the beach on a bachelorette party, 10 out of 10 recommend this series. It's so fun. It's so easy. The world was and is falling apart. And yeah. sometimes you, that's what I love about reading like young adult series, fantasy series. I need to get lost. I need to not think about the world we're actually living in. I think the books you're going to find us picking in this season of our lives are going to be more fantastic. And not even, does it have to be a fantasy genre, but I want no resemblance no. to modern life right now. No, I don't want to think about what's happening. I do not. I need it to not, I need to not think about what's horrible now. Although, some, yeah, we could get in a whole thing. But yeah. yes, I we're going to probably be doing a lot of YA, a lot of fantasy because of that. It's just fantasy enough. There's good world building. It's just complex enough that you're into it and you have to pause and think, oh, why did this history happen with the mage, is it mage smiths, with the enchantress group? You have to mm-hmm. think about it, but it's not overly complex. Love that. Uh, it keeps me interested. So... I'll, we'll go down this whole path, too. This is going to be a, a thing. So Harp, Harper is differently abled. She has CP. She has cerebral palsy. I went into this hole because the last book we did, I was <laughs> I went on a Hating. soapbox about how the author was, she was a white, cisgendered, straight woman writing about non-straight, non-white people. And I was like, yo, not loving that. And I loved that book. Yeah. When I heard I Allison didn't like it. What the fuck? Like, I liked the book. I just could not. That The first I hate paragraph. That I, even, I just. I didn't even think about it. Not one time when I was reading, and that's on me, did I think about it. But the minute Allison picked this book, and I knew the main yeah. character she had told me had cerebral, cerebral palsy. palsy. I'm like, does the author have it? She, so no, <laughs> she doesn't. And I then did all this soul searching and watching interviews and all this stuff. So let me start by saying I did go watch some interviews that were done by folks who have CP, or not interviews, reviews, but with people who have CP. And I wanted to understand how they felt about it. I, w- I just was trying to untangle all of these thoughts at me. So she is differently abled. This is one thing I loved. I watched an interview with the author. She said it started because she has a close friend who has CP. She asked her a million questions about her teen years, her challenges, what it was like in high school, anything you can think of. Then she spoke with a pediatrician to make sure she had the medical aspects portrayed correctly. Then when the manuscript was complete, she hired what's called sensitivity writers, which I want to interview a sensitivity writer. This is fascinating to me. To make sure that Harper wasn't portrayed in an inauthentic way and to make sure I didn't fall prey to any stereotypes. This is what she says. It was important to me that 
Curse wasn't a book about dealing with CP, but that it just happened to be part of Harper's character. And so that's the first difference to me, is Mm -hmm. it wasn't, she was including a character who has CP, and there are times it comes up, and I think it's handled really well, but it's pretty minimal. Because that's not, she's not trying to tackle a CP issue. Whereas in the last book we read, it felt like a like a white, there was a straight statement. woman trying mm-hmm. to make a statement about it, or that's the point of the book. And I'm, that is, bothered me isn't, I don't know, whatever. That's the difference, I think. It has a character who is differently abled, but it wasn't about dealing with that. It was just about, I want this character to have this representation in this book. The other, so I did listen to an amazing review from someone with CP. I hope I'm saying this right. It's Evie Redding Writes on YouTube. E-V-I-E-R-E-D-D-I-N-G. So Evie or Evie Redding Writes on YouTube. She said, if you've met someone with CP, you've met one person with CP. I thought that was really interesting Mm -hmm. where the level of CP you have, the experiences that person has, that's just one experience but she had a lot of great things to say about the book and the series and did feel it was really authentic so I thought it was a really great review and would highly recommend going to watch that but yeah I loved that aspect of it despite the fact that I was a crazy person on the last one and just railed against it I did feel like the author did a good job of building it into her character it was something that is brought up a lot in the story about the way Harper walks and the entire kingdom wonders if she was injured yeah. or if she's crippled. But it's quickly shut down. And I feel like it mostly it's quickly shut down yeah. by Harper. Yes. Yes. She is quick to not lie about what's wrong with her. She is quick to say to not want healing. Yes. The any, magic doesn't mm-hmm. cure it. I love that part of it. Yeah. Right. It's not an injury. It is how she was born. It's how she will die. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Like it, it made Harper a more interesting character and it explained more of who she is, her determination and yeah. her grit. And again, I, I cannot speak as an expert on this subject, but to me, if you are a, a white person who is putting anything out there into the world... And you want your whatever you're putting out there to be as diverse as your life. And so you would want your whatever you're writing to represent that, but do it in an authentic way. It does feel like this book does it well. And from what I did read on the internet when I did my minimal research, it seems like other people agree. Well, even the young girl that has CP Mm -hmm. that reads a story about a character that's like her in some way, Mm -hmm. that has a characteristic that is never promoted or she doesn't see much I can't think of one oh no I can't think of any other book book. I've ever read or a tv show especially a fantasy series with a heroine character that's I think it's really interesting it's really well done so yeah that's my favorite part there's also a gay couple so she does she does put in other representation as well Mm -hmm. Noah and Jake team Noah and Jake gosh team Um, Noah Jake yeah, seems like a jerk. That's true. No, you Noah's can do the best part of knowing Jake. Um, so yeah, there. I think it is a divert. Like it has, uh, as far as sexual orientation or mm-hmm. how dif- being differently able, there is some diversity there, which I like. 
I'm excited about our kids reading books where the the book is not about – it's easy for me to say this too, but representation in books is not a – that's not what the book is about. It's just the character. The characters in the books our kids will read are just full of diverse characters. Whereas like the books that we read, I'm thinking of Babysitter's Club in that there was a divorced parent and that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And one of the girls had diabetes Mm -hmm. and maybe that's, those were just the first steps that we were, you know, privileged to start reading about kids that didn't have lives that looked as normal as ours did. But I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked too. There's little I, to be stoked about now, but I'm really <laughs> stoked about even <laughs> when I go into Target or a department store and you see models of different sizes mm-hmm. or with Down syndrome or in a wheelchair. It feels like the tip of the iceberg for what should be done yeah. and what is necessary, but it feels like we're we're on that tip of the iceberg. I was more. looking at have you ever heard of Good American Jeans? No. I I, heard, I swear to God, I do not watch the Kardashians, but I think it's one of the Kardashians' <laughs> gene brands. But I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about what they're loving right now. And one of the girls was like, good American jeans, man. Like, I have a curvy body, and these jeans are baller. Like, mm. huh, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Baller jeans. The website has... It says nothing about the Kardashians on there. So that's just what she said in the podcast. So this is not confirmed. But you can pick what size you are. And that mm-hmm. size model oh. is the model that pops up wearing the jeans. I love that. It's like, oh, I could pick someone that looks like me and yep. see what these pants will look like. Which is, as a woman. Dang. Jean shopping is the worst. It's the worst. And you... You always see a pair of jeans that looks great on the model that is picked. I, I feel like I'm pretty average with a maybe larger rear end. <laughs> that was so meaningful to me as an old middle-aged woman. I can't imagine what that little girl oh my like, gosh. is yeah. reading this book and thinking the heroine yeah. has some characteristic that's like me. That yeah. doesn't disappear because she's in a magical realm. Mm-hmm. Or isn't a supporting character. Yeah. Like, no, she's yeah, yeah, the yeah. badass. Yeah. Like, she's... It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So that's most of what I love about it. Is there yeah. anything else that you... That I'm missing? I've already started the second book, so I don't want to give anything away. But I... I, The relationship between... That Ren alludes to at the very end of this book when he's releasing gray from his servitude mm-hmm. and trigger warning suicide i'll give you a couple minutes to leave but that is part of this book when it, ren is leaping from the window mm-hmm. to prevent his kingdom from being attacked by what he is certain to turn into which is the beast he jumps from the window to commit suicide and he tells gray go to dc find harper Mm-hmm. You're, you guys had something special, and I, you should continue that. I feel like that cursed me as I started reading the second book, oh. but you did, you started picking up on. I started thinking back on the the book as a whole, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there was something. Yeah, maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it was more than that. But Gray is just Gray's great, the best. Yeah, I. Gray yeah. was my favorite part of this book. Yeah. Okay, so now 
let's let's do a quick casting. Okay. Because I think you have some thoughts too. Mm-hmm. I only did the first. I only did the four main characters That's for fine. my casting, and I feel very bad at casting because this stressed me out. This is what I spent the most time on is figuring this out. It's only good. I feel like it's the best when you're just reading a book and the person you just picture. If you don't picture that person, it's then probably harder have, to cast yes. and you have to look up something. And only only one of them do it. Did I? Well, two. Two of them I did that with. All right. So casting. Let's start with Harper. I didn't have a strong image in my head, so I have options for you. Oh, okay. One of which, a young Carrie Russell, Felicity Carrie Russell. Oh. Because she has current, let me tell you really quick. Actually, let's start with her description. Okay. Harper has long, dark, curly brown hair, fairly skinny with little muscle. She starts training. She gets more of a powerful physique. She has a scar on her cheek. Mm, this is... Spoiler, she gets cut by Lilith. She has a scar. But yeah, long, dark, curly brown hair. Someone says curly brown hair. I'm going to picture Felicity. So that was one. And then this is who I want to be in this. Natalie Emanuel, who is Khaleesi's BFF in Game of Thrones. So she feels... The person I pictured was Emma Rossum, who I think is too old to play it. Yeah, the girl. She's got big eyes and brown... She was, I mean, I've only seen a few episodes of Shameless. She was actually in Titanic, which mm-hmm. is probably the worst movie she's is ever been in. Is her hair less, it's wavy? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we talked about this. If okay. someone says curly, I have curly hair. Yeah. If someone says curly hair, I picture curly hair. I picture soft curls. I know. Because it's yeah. a fantasy series and yeah. you're picturing like the Disney princess. And uh-huh. I'm like, give me all the curls if you said it. Yeah. That's so I'm picturing curly, mm-hmm. and you're picturing wavy. Yeah, I like Natalie Emmanuel. She I think she'd be good. I think she'd be really good. That's a good uh, one. Nope, it was just it one. was just Emma. Okay, the whole time. Ren, I also didn't picture anyone. I and couldn't either. Then I thought of this, which you're gonna laugh at me no, for. Everyone out there listening, <laughs> y'all, the only. The only person when I was Googling and trying to figure it out is not. I want to know what you Googled. It's like strong blonde man. (laughs) My husband is going to see that search history at some point. Your work is going to see that. I don't care about that. Uh, I don't remember what I Googled. Well, first of all, I was on like, there's fan cast websites, right? I was on that first. Uh They all are clearly teenagers. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know this book is about young people, but I, as a... We grew up with Dawson's Creek. Right. Late Mm -hmm. 30s Michelle Williams, when she was in her 30s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we grew up with people playing high schoolers who looked like, who were in their late 20s anyway, and now I'm in my late 30s, and I cannot picture, except, well, speaking of, I pictured Tim Riggins from Friday Night Live. <laughs> I love that Not you didn't like even the bother. actor. Just straight up <laughs> putting Tim Riggins. I don't want I don't want the actor who played Tim Riggins. Yeah. I need you Tim need Riggins to. Mm-hmm. to play Ren. Once I saw that, once I thought of it, yes, now that's all I picture. Tim imagine in a world he where He can be a jerk and he can be sweet. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's who you need. Mm-hmm. And he's technically supposed to be a young guy but he wasn't in, I don't actually know how old he was but he was not I think Minka Kelly 
was in her mid thirties when she played a high schooler. Oh, yeah, in that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that Tim Rickens. Did you have? You didn't have anyone for Ren. Mm-mm. I had no one. Gray. Same. I had no one. Okay. But I reggae love Jean Page. Love it. <laughs> I. This love is the it. only one that I actually pictured. I picture him. I need it to be him. If it's anyone else, I'm going to be sad. I'm not that this is even. I want him to be in every everything. starring role from now until the end of time. I mean, I started Bridgerton, and I was just so bummed that it wasn't like about him, and I didn't finish. Oh, it. this se- the second season. Uh-huh. I know. Have He's you read those so books? Good. That's one we could. That's a series we could do. No, I did read some of them, but they were also not back ordered. I don't know what the word is, but checked out from mm. the library for the next six years when I tried to get them. Gosh, so. I want to be a big supporter of the library and oh, I love hate it. waiting. Hate it so much. I don't hate it. I could um, not have read this book if I was waiting for it from the library. Oh, there's Especially something about series. that. The only time I hate it is if I don't realize it's a series and then have to wait. Mm-hmm. I need the whole series at once. One time I was on a camping trip in the middle of nowhere south dakota we took a three-week camping trip out west and i started a series that we should do it's so good it's like an indian folklore oh it's so good and i read the first book and then realized it was a series and was going to lose my mind and drive two hours to get to a bookstore i mean we were in the badlands there's nothing i could not get my hands on this book i was panicking i finally Walked up to the KOA store, got some Wi-Fi, and it was available on ebook from the library. Oh, and nice. I was able to get it. Well, the library came in clutch, and I survived. But I was—that's the only time I can't do it. But yeah, Reggae Jean Page, he's great. Lilith, I also this is who I picture for Lilith for sure. Jennifer Connelly in the labyrinth. I love Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly any time in her life, actually. Mm-hmm. No, Jennifer Connelly now. Timeless. She is. The the most babe of all the babes. And she is who I picture when I picture Lilith. So there, part of the Lilith character is she wants to rule Emberfall with yeah. Ren. And maybe the root reason why she was incentivized to curse Ren was because of what happened to her people. But he also had sex with her and then didn't want to be with her. It was a one night stand. So I don't, I felt led to believe that that was the main, like when she cursed Ren, it was because he did not love her and want her to be his queen. And that's when I think that was the night the curse happened. I think she like beat him up or tore him apart. I pictured Bella Hadid. Oh, interesting. Is, we went different vibes. I went Bella Hadid. I was making sure that I picked the right the person I had in my head mm-hmm. and she's often referred to as the most beautiful woman in the world because her features are like perfectly symmetrical. Yeah. But to me I feel like she would play a really great villain. I have never seen this woman act just by looks only. And the sharpness of her features, mm-hmm. I felt like she would, I mean, she's very beautiful, but yeah, I mean, Jennifer Connelly is a babe. If I'd be upset 
too if I looked like Jennifer Connelly and someone didn't want to make me their queen. <laughs> I'm such a big Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a beast for all <laughs> You idiot. Yeah. So that's the casting we have. We did not get into many of the characters, but we'd love to hear what you all think for sure. I love a good, I love digging into who you would cast. This is, mm-hmm. I could get into a hole. Sometimes it clicks. All day. You're watching. Yes. Yes. I really, when I'm reading a book, I try not to see if there's a movie being made about it. Because you're going to. Because I'll picture. see that person for the rest of the book. And I I just like who I picture in my head. I know. I know Akatar so is. I can be disappointed later. I don't know. Akatar is going to be a. They are making it into a show. Oh. And I am. I can get into a hole about who they should. It would, Do you know who they've cast for no, that? No. Okay. I will. It's not going to be right. We know it's right. It can't be right. TikTok. I have been so let down by every book series I love turned into a TV show that I'm just scared. Did you read Outlander? Yeah, actually, that is one that I was not. I will say I was not disappointed on Outlander. As someone that never read the books, but I read those I books after mm-hmm. the show. I read them after the show, so that changes things. It does. I read oh, Game God. of Thrones. I think before I got. I saw one episode of Game of Thrones and then read all the books. But in general, mm-hmm. books tend to, if I love a book series, it tends to be very, you know, controversial. Yeah. But I love, I love casting. It has to be a lot of work and time and effort and mm-hmm. scariness to be the person who's doing that for a series people love. Oh, but it's fun to get into. such a weird job. Do you have a budget too? I know. So you can have in mind the perfect person. So. Like, obviously Zendaya is yeah. going to be expensive. Right. So uh, we'll try to make this our last tangent before okay. we Sorry. get into a few random questions. But I am going to go on one more tangent. My husband thinks it's very funny to write ridiculous musicals. And we did a performance <laughs> of one. We it, it, we did a we did a random musical performance in our friend group slash neighborhood. And the stress that my husband has on casting a ridiculous musical he's going to put on in our backyard from our friends or with our friends. Like the pool is slim. There's a lot of thought that goes into that. So I can only imagine casting an actual beloved book series yeah. and trying to get that right. This It has to be awful. All right, give me your questions. Okay, I have a few random questions for us to wrap it up. If you could retell a classic fairy tale, what would it be? If you were doing a retelling, what would mm-hmm. that be? Gosh, I just feel like all of my favorites did it fine. Mm. And they'd be like Little Mermaid. How could that be less weird than it yeah. was? The retelling, I don't know. I don't know if I want that retold. Yeah. that I loved Little Mermaid. Like a fantasy book's about sea serpents? I don't know. I just thought of this mm-hmm. out of this is not a classic fairy tale, uh. but a classic beloved childhood movie. I would love if someone would read taking my inspiration from Bridget Kimmerer uh-huh. and wanting to know what's going on with the family. Can you tell me what it story. starts with? I, I did like something just bubbled up. Okay, no, keep going. I want to know what Pippi Longstock. Pippi Longstocking's father was doing when he left her behind to live with her pet monkey in what was it, Villa Villa, Villa Villa, something like that. I want someone to tell his side of it all, what he's doing on his adventures. 
That'd be a fun one. Yeah. Not a fairy tale, but a fun retelling mm-hmm. of Pippi Longstocking. I don't remember what Fern Gully was about, but I remember I remember it changing the way I thought about conservation. Okay. Yeah. So retell. Oh. I don't okay. know if you would want to tell it in the the eyes of the deforesters. No, let's not retell that. I'm trying to remember what the story was about. I was like, oh, that was a very a movie I loved in my formative years. I want my kids to watch that now. Maybe I'll make them watch Fern Gully tomorrow night. Ooh, invite me over. Okay. <laughs> we'll Good do. Night. Okay. Would you rather be cursed to turn into a very scary but harmless monster every night or a beautiful enchantress who farts the worst smelling but silent farts every half hour of the day? So you have, think about it, Rachel, a very scary but harmless monster every night or an enchantress who farts the worst farts every half hour silent the farts you wrote silent silent farts yeah they're We're silent smelling, but silent farts they're silent farts but they smell awful we would all catch on that it's you eventually you could go mm-hmm. probably out in public to a bar and get away with it and yeah like, but what would be the point who can bring home <laughs> <laughs> what curse would you take i think the monster the monster okay yeah because let's be real you mm-hmm. don't go out late you're no, not, I could early. Yeah. I'd be afraid it's, to scare my kid. He would get used to it. I would get used to it. Your mm, husband would get used to it. That's true. That checks off 90% of your bedtime hours. That checks not off. Not like I'm spending my no, bedtime that, hours with but you. That's but that's all of my bedtime hours. <laughs> We're recording no. this at 1030. So yeah. <laughs> if you were a monster, I'd be fine with it. I should be in bed. I should be my monster by now. What would you pick? I think I would all, I think I would, I think I'd pick the monster. My husband is not a fan of farting. Not a fan at all of farting. Do your kids fart in front of you? <laughs> Listen, I think he's traumatized. He is just not. He thinks it's so upsetting. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's all his own. Even yeah. he just thinks they're really gross. So I think I would have to go with. I think I would have to go with the monster. monster. I have a great friend group. If I had to say, all right, sun goes down, I can only hang out with these people because I can't mm-hmm. go out as a monster. Yeah, that simplifies fun. my life. Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, Business this... dinners would be odd. Might miss oh, some I deals. That. But that's okay. Okay. All right. Those are my two random questions. Success for the doesn't night. define me. Yeah. That's, all right, so that's all we got. The next podcast, uh, A Heart So Fierce and Broken. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to drink this dark and lonely over yeah, and over and over again it. but maybe i'll make some mead or something Ooh, I'll do some. a good mead mm-hmm. the bars and these yeah. books god they make me want to go to a renaissance festival which no one went with me to this year yeah it's done now in tennessee oh darn it no one went with me i begged she I did. didn't beg i just awkwardly texted tiktoks about renaissance fairs to no responses and no one responded so i just thought no one wants to go with no me. one does <laughs> give me a couple years you to be older i but yeah and more make some meat and we'll pretend we went to the renaissance fair. sounds great uh Bring yeah it's gonna be a good favorite one favorite push-up bra and a little corset <laughs> and poofy sleeves I, poofy sleeves i watched so many videos oh, of know. what you're supposed to wear i got half of them <sighs> okay uh, one day i'll convince you all to go 
So thank you yes. for reading with us. Yes, thank you everyone for reading with us. This is a great series. We're glad you're following along, and we will see you next time for yeah. a heart so fierce and broken. Bye.